Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Diving into physiology, neuroscience and linguistic programming so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career. Moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money or make a real difference to people's lives. Tune in weekly if you care more than others. Think wisely as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe and receive our free newsletter and other goodies. Here is your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello, my name is John Cassidy Rice. I have the pleasure to be your host for this podcast. And in our series of how people are using NLP in everyday life and at work, we have Russell Harvey, the uh, resilient coach. Hiya, Harvey. Hello, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, excellent. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. No, it's my absolute pleasure. I appreciate being uh, asked. So uh, looking forward to having a chat, John. Excellent, excellent. So as always, I ask, how did you get into NLP? Because it's, although it's popular, there's still a lot of people who haven't come across it. No, it is, and it always fascinates me about who does or doesn't know about it. Um, so how I came across it is the short version. Uh, Travelling around the world in 1996 and teaching in Hong Kong, and as a result of that, realised that actually, in terms of what I wanted to do for a life, uh, it was like, oh, it's something around learning, but I didn't know it at the time. Came back to the UK, got a job in whatever I knew at the time, which was sales, right. and then knew that I wanted to do uh, training. Uh, and then as a result of that, you know, uh, early in my career, looked at the different qualifications that you can do, and somebody mentioned NLP to me. And I, uh, at the time, when you're just running training sessions to people, you're really interested in how do I make sure that there's some element of behavior change that takes yes. place. So, yes, went and did my practitioner course and uh, really had my mind expanded, blown around. Hmm, it's a little bit more than that. Uh, so that's how I got into it. And then uh, a couple of years later, did the master practitioner. So it's just something that uh, has been just made sense to me from the start, or I could yeah. buy into the presuppositions. Uh, and as a result, you know, I'm happy to access it and utilize it whenever I need to. Ah, fabulous, fabulous. So you've been using it probably in your, in, like you said, in training, facilitation. So, so how have you been using it since? Yeah, so for me, uh, language is always uh, fascinating. So uh, it's the simple sentence structure sometimes in, you know, so when you go away from this session and put some of this into practice, uh, it's just that sometimes if some of it is exactly what we talk about in terms of those embedded commands, it's also when, you know, people that in the room with us, they play back to me their words and phrases around the can'ts and the won'ts and the don'ts or things like that, then straight away it's like, oh, there's an opportunity here to just uh, have a think about how we are speaking to ourselves. So when we speak out loud, we are telling ourselves instructions and stories. So let's, let's change it. Let's reframe it and think about actually what it is that you do want. So straight away, that's a particular aspect of it as well. Excellent. So, if it, so within the training room, because there's, there's, I'm guessing there's going to be trainers listening to this and facilitators and teachers – if yes. You think back to a time where maybe you had um, a difficult group or a difficult person in the group, 
what sort of language really helped there? Um, so you really got to make sure in that moment in time that you are, you know, using the wonderful word of empathy. So it is really about acknowledging that, you know, their frame of reference is, you know, absolutely fine. I'm not here to uh, tell or change or challenge, but it is more about, oh, I've noticed um, that when you responded to me, uh, I heard you say these words uh, and I'm intrigued around, you know, what you think that, um, what impact that has upon you as you were saying them. So I'm right. trying to get the individual to connect with their words and phrases and what that does to their mindset and their attitude. Uh, sometimes that works. Sometimes you have to be a bit more specific around things. Um, but to start with, it's that playback. And then you go from there. It's a little bit more in the moment. And then sometimes it's like, oh, um, could you say that a different way? Or can anybody else in the room uh, think about, because they've heard this person, what might be another way that they could say these you know, sentences and words and phrases that we thought might give us a, a different outcome or a different um, idea around how we can do this? Excellent. Now, you're known as a resilient coach. Yes. And, uh, so I think there's a couple of things. There. So what do you mean by resilience? And is there a certain area that you specialize in with resilience? Yeah, so there, there are a lot of people out there that are uh, doing resilience. Uh, so, you know, for a whole variety of reasons in terms of what's happened to me in the last, you know, uh, eight years, when I did, when I chose to go independent and did my latest, you know, coaching uh, um, diploma, you do that navel gazing to go, who am I? And what have I been working on? And I'd spent a long time working with people in some real challenging situations within business. Um, and so a lot of the time people come to me and just literally their head in their hands and going, Russell, the world's come crashing down on our head, uh, organizationally. What do we do? So, uh, and so did a lot of research around the resilience. So there are, obviously there's the Robertson Cooper model that's out there. So I did a lot of looking around that. If you look at my website, I have created my own resilience wheel, which for me, I've got seven aspects to it. So heart resilience is our attitude. And then you've got thinking about your confidence levels, adaptability, what's your purpose, your energy levels, which can be about how life is affecting you and or your health and well-being. And you've also got um, those um, sections around your support network as well. So I just look at those different aspects of it. It's a bit like the wheel of life and work with clients to go, all right. How are you in all these different areas? Which Have you bit? noticed there seems to be one more important than the other, or, or does it depend on the person you're working with? <clears throat> so um, I think the one that um, – there's a couple that I spend a bit more time on. Um, so there's meaning. So that is the stories that we tell ourselves. Okay. So that, it could be, that could be more to do with me and how I like this utilisation of language. Yes. So the simple answer to the question around if you're – got a partner at home it's like how was your day dear how somebody answers that is however they want but it's noticing um how are they telling themselves about life's experiences on that day and for me there's loads of great opportunities in there for people to just notice it think about it and adapt it to what they can do because then that's a case of how they face their lives yeah and the other aspect is you support network that's what um intrigues me a lot around who is it that you've got in your life uh, and what do they do for you in terms of it's an enjoyable experience or it's a less than enjoyable experience <laughs> and what is it that you want to do about it? Yes, and it is really important. We hear that a lot, that uh, the people you mix with make a real difference. 
Yes. Uh, yes. And it's one of the things I think is a little bit dangerous about taking an NLP training or coaching training or any personal development, to be fair, is yes. that you've elected to change as a person. Yes. And yes. you're accelerating your personal growth. And that means you can then, your support network you've got there no longer yeah. support you because you moved on to the next level. So what are some of the steps you go through to help people maybe establish a new support network? Um, so there's uh, a specific activity that you can do that, that is out there. So I think even if you put, you know, support network image into the internet, you'll come up with some things. But the steps are you have a set of concentric circles, you have you in the middle, uh, you make a list of all the people that um, you have within your lives. And then depending on how much time you spend with them, that's where you plot them on this set of concentric circles around. So the close, the more time you spend with them, the closer they are to you in the middle. Then you ask yourself the question, when I engage with these people, is it an experience that I enjoy or is it an experience that I don't enjoy or what's the, or what's the balance? And you look at your whole map and go, right, of all the people I interact with and how, long, how often I interact with them, what's my you know balance what's my levels around this is enjoyable or not so the wonderful phrase in resilience is radiators or drains so some people are going to be a mixture of both and then it is a case of how is it now how would you like it to be uh, and what steps can you take to adapt it which then creates some fascinating conversations because then people sort of say there's somebody some people I've got in my life that I have to spend time with but I don't enjoy it so then it's either personal strategies to just know that accept that do something about it or the conversation that i much prefer people to have is when they go right i'm going to provide some feedback i'm going to be brave and i'm going to go and talk to this person and open up the conversation around how their behaviors impact upon me uh and so i've spent you know a good six or seven years doing that and have got some absolute disastrous results oh. <laughs> and some fantastic results. And what do you mean by disastrous results and fantastic results? Because, you know, you, it's the wonderful thing of intent and impact. So if you go to somebody and say, you know, that you've been working with, so I think a chance we can have a coffee and a chat. I just want to share with you, you know, when, when we work together and you do this thing, I think this and I feel this. Mm. So, take, you know, wonderful, proper feedback structure sentences and how they react to it in the moment you know, it's not it's not easy if somebody's suddenly just come along and said, by the way, so how they choose to hear it is where some of the disasters might take place. Yes. And like they've they have chosen to take it away. But there's also the wonderful thing around, you know, the meaning of my communication, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, is the response that I get. So it's always opportunities for me to think about, hmm, maybe I thought I'd said this, but I hadn't. You know, uh, so, you know, sometimes the relationship gets broken, <laughs> but then we can rebuild it uh, right. or for a while it stays broken um, and people aren't ready for me to come and say, well, let's try this again because that didn't work last time. Uh, <laughs> but then other times when I say things to people, um, which I believe is similar, and they immediately just go, oh, wow, Russell, uh, thanks for that. I had no idea. That that's what I was doing, and um, yeah, I don't want to do that. I, I, I really want to change that. Yes, conversation about it, and I've had more of the latter uh, than the former. Uh, right. Might be the case that uh, the first few times I did it, I learned from them. Yes, 
So that's how it works for me. And then, you know, it really changes the relationships uh, for me uh, around that, both the personal and the working. Right. Well, and I should imagine that's not just working, but also some maybe some personal times, maybe with partners having to have those difficult conversations. Absolutely. Yes, most definitely some personal relationships. Right. Excellent. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And, and it's fabulous when they suddenly play it back to me as well. You suddenly go, ha ha. Right. Thanks for that. <laughs> well uh, noticed. You've, you've so, done... so I'm sure that um, the best way to probably do this is to get a coach and all talked through with somebody first before you go and do that who understands the impact of language like yourself. Absolutely. But if there was somebody in the situation where they haven't got somebody, but they do yeah. need to have that difficult conversation, what would be the steps they would need to go through to be able to do that for themselves? Yeah, so it's it's really being clear with yourself around um, what this person's behavior is. So for me, that is really feeding into the sentence structure that you're going to use. So you know, I always say to somebody, um, you must avoid saying, you did this or you made me feel, because that's when the argument would start. So it really is a case of separating the person from the behavior. So if somebody is, you know, listen to this and sitting there, okay, there's something that somebody does. You've got to really break it down and actually what's the behavior that they do. Okay. So if it's, if it's turning up late to things or there's a difference between um, what they say and then they, what they go away and do, think about what is it that they go away and do behaviorally. So just be really clear with yourself around the behavior that they do and then say, you know, or when this happens or when I see you do this, I think I feel, so be really clear around that you own um, what's happening to your own feelings around that and you're never trying to turn to project or transfer it onto the other person. So it's those two or three sentences around that. And then the real key, as soon as you've said, I think, I feel, uh, um, and you just put that out there, that's when you need to just be quiet Yes. I think there's two, two things you said that are very powerful. Uh, yes. One is that to separate the person from the behavior. Yes. yes. And uh, I think it was uh, Brian Tracy who had a lovely example of that. We're talking about children when he was saying, when he yeah. said, I love you, I don't like the behavior. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. And, and you use that a lot. And you do find that parents are doing it. or So do some work with um, you know teachers as well. Um, so... Uh, you'll understand that parents and teachers are probably often doing this with younger, little people. When you say, now I'd like you to do this with an adult or a peer, then the confidence or the lack of confidence around it kicks in. So you so do have to... it may to... not be the best approach to go to your boss, I love you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> your behaviour. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this is it. that You do with a lot of clients and a lot of facilitation. It's like, have you ever gone upwards up the chain to your boss and explain to them the behaviors that they're doing that you like and some of the behaviors that they're doing that you're struggling with yes and there's always a moment of silence in the room never make the suggestion and i really do invite uh, an awful lot of the people that i work with to keep in touch and tell me it tries out so i do get some random messages now and again from people who go <laughs> i tried it it worked oh fabulous know? <laughs> another component that you said which i think is very powerful is is the use of silence yes do you yes. have any tips for us where we could become comfortable in that silence um so it's it's the classic of bite your tongue so uh 
if you know that you really want to say something, then I, I ask people to shove the tongue into the roof of their mouth. Right. As some form of, you know, pattern interrupt. Uh, so that is, uh, I've tried it. I don't understand necessarily the science behind it, but loads of people have tried it and went, oh, yes, my, my mind's gone quieter. Um, so that's one way of doing it. Um, and uh, it is uh, an element of sitting on your hands or fixing your eyes onto, you know, somebody's eyebrows and just go, I am literally going to give myself an instruction of, you know, pause and stop in my mind. I'm going to do an image of, you know, whatever silent person looks like to me and I'm going to have it there at a moment in time. But the big thing is practice. So, yes. you know, I do invite people to practice in the car, practice in front of the mirror of saying the sentences and just letting the silence hang or, you know, count to 15 in your head. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we've covered a lot in a very short period of time. Good. <laughs> so if somebody maybe needed some help with resilience or maybe had some questions for you, Harvey, how would they contact you? So if you go to at my website, which is all the W's, theresiliencecoach.co.uk, and my email address is russell at theresiliencecoach.co.uk. So my website's on there who I am and all the stuff about me and my purpose is on there. So yeah. Uh, and you get the opportunity to um, contact me on the website if you want to, just to go, I'm interested in, in a way to say I'm on, you know, good old LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook as the resilience coach. So put those in there. And so email address, his first name is Russell at the resilience coach.co.uk. Excellent. And we'll put that details down on the uh, webpage as well. That'd be great. That'd be great. It's been a pleasure talking to you, John. Thank you, Russell. And if you've got any questions, please do contact Russell or even myself. Uh, he's very generous with his time and his knowledge, so well worth contacting. Until next week, have a fabulous week and we'll talk soon. Cheerio. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the NLPcourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. And make sure to head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter. This will ensure you are kept fully up to date on the latest in-depth NLP topics of interest. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro-linguistic programming and beyond.